Welcome back to the Teen Challenge of Southern California podcast. Before we get started, we wanted to let you know about a 24-7 prayer and help referral line that Teen Challenge Southern California just launched. No matter what your need is, if you're anxious or worried or stressed, you can call anytime, any day, and a Teen Challenge staff member is there to pray with you. The number is 888-520-0620. Once again, that number is 888-520-0620. We know there's thousands of podcasts out there for you to choose from, and we want you to know that we're grateful that you've chosen to listen to ours today. In the current season we're in, we've chosen to share with you all of the messages that were prepared by Teen Challenge Romania Executive Director Catalin Bachu for our annual staff retreat, which has been canceled. Catalin recorded them in Romania a few weeks ago, and our prayer is that you would sense God's presence and that you would hear His voice clearly through these sessions. Most of all, we hope you're encouraged in the Lord today through these podcasts. Today's topic is entitled, Leadership in Times of Crisis. Be encouraged today. Hello again. So um, let's um, let's get to the next thing. In um, tough times, everybody wants to become a great leader. They want to know how you can become a great leader. Uh, what do they have to do to become a great leader? But in tough times, uh, you don't become a great leader. I mean, even the Bible says that uh, your strength reveals in crisis. Your strengths are only revealed when tough time comes. And where do I find this? I mean, if you read in Proverbs 24, uh, 10, and I will read from NIV and then from the message, it says, if you falter in a time of trouble, how small is your strength? If you fall to pieces in a crisis, there, isn't, there wasn't much to you in the first place, says the message. I mean, you never really know your strength until your strength is tested. But uh, there is this trap or there is this philosophy, there is this uh, romance thinking that um, the crisis will make a leader strong, that he or she will rise to the occasion and display a set of incredible skills um, previously unseen. Um, but when the crisis come, they will pop out. That's just a, like I said earlier, it's just a romantic view on things and it has nothing to do with reality, but it, it rarely happens. Uh, if in our day-to-day, -day, let me, I, I forgot to, to start the, the timer because I wanna, I wanna be considerate of your time. In, in, uh, in times of crisis, it's very important that teaching is very short and um, there's a lot of coffee. Uh, it's uh, almost 7 o'clock p.m. here, and it's very important not to drink a lot of coffee, but to drink strong coffee. We call it espresso. And um, uh, it will help you go to sleep a lot faster. Not really. Anyway, <laughs> going back to the, to the teaching. Um, uh, what I was saying that in times of, of leadership, in, in time of, of, of crazy times, tough times, people want to, they believe that they can be, be strong and they will rise to the occasion. But this is just um, 
um, just an idea. It, it never happens, you know, in, in, if in our day-to-day -day leadership, um, if we don't inspire, if we don't uh, inspire respect and confidence, and, and if we don't connect, uh, emotionally connect with people, it's, it's not really, I mean, it's improbable that we will be able to do that when tough times are coming. Because when tough times are coming, when storms are coming, also emotions are coming. So it's, it's, more, it's harder to keep your mind straight and it's harder to keep your, your spirit straight. But like I said earlier, this is the time of a great test of our faith, of our character, of our values, of our vision, of our you know, love for people, and of our commitment to the call, of our focus on what God has given us. So it's so important that we understand, we understand that we, we can become strong leaders, tough leaders, before the crisis hit. Because once the, the crisis hit, we'll, um, um, we will just, you know, it will be tested. And like we, we just read the word of God, we will be tested our faith will be tested, our character will be tested in hard times. So it's very, very important that to know that your strength will, will be tested in hard times. And, and uh, how do we become, because the, the key, and this is what I want to uh, uh, transpire to you this morning, is morning for you, evening for me, it's how do we become strong leaders um, in any time? How do we become great leaders when no, when no, there's no crisis, you know, because I mean, we want to become tough leaders because tough storms don't last, but tough leaders do. So it's, it's very important that to understand that what you do on everyday basis and actually on everyday basis will make the difference when a huge storm will hit and it's lovely that we leave these times. It's scary, but it's also lovely because there is a separation that, that is going on right now. Actually, the word crisis is from crisis, from Greece, Greek world crisis, which means a, a swift a separation of the weak and the strong, uh, of people who, you know, they are not fully dedicated and people that they are fully dedicated and nothing will stop them. So... Uh, these are great times of opportunities because it tests, we, we get evaluated and that's fantastic. Uh, it's important to get evaluated because you know your level. So uh, right now we want to see, you know, from a scale to one to 10, what is my, my level of faith? What is my level of, of strength, of my level of courage, my level of discipline? And because these times are testing us to, to the limit. And I'm, it's okay to be tested. It's okay to be shaken. It's okay to go through the fire because that's the, you know, if you look at this, all the great, we are in great company, all great men of God have done this and all the uh, people that we respect and love, they, they went through this. Every person that touched my life, every person that I truly admire, 
Actually, when I look at somebody that I truly admire, I look at the broken person. I look at somebody who, who went through so much and they, they've, they've, they've went through periods of time where everything was test, tested in their life, but they were not, they did not, their discipline and their values and they, they was not formed in the storm. It was formed in day by day discipline or day by day um, decisions. So this is what I wanna I wanna uh, uh, focus on today: is strong leaders plan their day. Doesn't matter if it's storm or not. Strong leader plan their day. And I know it sounds you've heard this so many times, especially in America. But you know when you really talk to people, you'll be surprised how many of them. If you ask them, show me on your phone, show me on your computer, show me even even on your mind, show me uh, what are three things you want to make sure you're going to do today. You want to make sure uh, they will left, uh, they will not be left undone by the end of the day. You'll be surprised how how many people uh, don't have those three days. Although they know the theory, they know um, that planning is good. Um, is planning, I mean, because there is so much theory on planning, we are sick and tired of hearing this. Oh, plan a day, have your to-do list, have your you know priorities straight. But I tell you, if we understand the power of planning, it will change. And we understand here in our heart, if we will understand right here, it will change the way we live our life. Not to say that when in, in crisis, if you don't plan your day in crisis, you die. But how do you plan it? How do you learn to plan it? Is you learn it in outside of crisis, outside of storms. And so, um, a daily plan—that's oh, one. What's one of one of the advantages? Is a daily plan helps you to focus. Does focus help? Focus helps a lot. Focus makes the whole difference. I mean, think about Paul. Uh, no, think about Peter. Peter had an incredible, incredible faith, undoubtedly faith. If you look at Peter, Jesus looked at him and said, "Hey, um, um, Jesus, uh, no, actually, Peter looked at Jesus and said, "If it's you, I'll get outside the boat and I walk on the water." I mean, it's it sounds so nice until you have to do it. And imagine being on a stormy sea. And looking at the person that you believe in. And imagine yourself doing that. At the edge, you, you, you stand on the, on the edge of the boat. And then you go, I think, I believe you. Let me just walk on the water. Ah, it sounds nice to like in a, when you read. But when you have to do it, it's freaking scary. But So he certainly had a, an amazing faith. No doubt about it. But what made the difference was his focus because he had the faith. Once he jumped in the, because of the faith, he jumped into the water. But what happened after that was focus. He starts focusing on the big waves. He starts focusing on the crisis, on the situation, on the virus, 
on the, you know, the crazy uh, behavior of a student, on the crazy behavior of a staff. So, you know, because, you know, we are in Teen Challenge, so it's, we, we have all storms. It's kind of an everyday thing for us, unfortunately, or fortunately, if you ask me, because it makes us stronger, it would make us so much better in everything we do. So focus was a game changer for Peter because he looked at the sea, at the waves, and he, then he realized this is really bad and he's not going to make it. And then he took his focus from Jesus and look at the situation. And remember, the, the, the servant of Elijah did the same thing. Elisha, not Elijah, Elisha. He did the same thing. He looked at the situation. He looked at what the physical eyes could see, what the reality looked like, which is normal, logic, human, but that's taking God out of the equation in everything. No, you look at the uh, look at the situation. You realize God is involved in everything. God is involved in every detail of our lives. God is involved in every details of our students or our staff lives. So then we have to focus on on Jesus. We have to focus on God because if we don't focus on God and who He is, and that He He's more than what we see with these eyes. And remember. That was the prayer of Elisha. Lord, help him see. Lord, open his eyes. And I hope that that will become our prayer. Every time we hit a situation that we don't see much, we don't see hope, we don't see uh, exits, we don't see um, solutions, I hope we will start praying, Lord, open my eyes because I know it's more out there. I know it's more, and I know you are in control, and I know you have everything. You have the solution, you have the resources, and you will get us through. Not only that, you will get us through, but you will get us through on the other side, richer. And we will be so much better when we get in the other side. If we don't focus on God instead of on a situation, our imagination will run wild. And our imagination can kill us. I mean, if a mind that is not disciplined, and how, what's the definition of a disciplined mind? Make every thought captive to Christ. That's the Bible verse that saved my life. Make every thought captive to Christ. Every wild thing that starts flying, you cannot stop birds flying above your head. Somebody once said, a great guy, but you can stop them making um, nets in your head. You can, you, that you can stop. So it's so important that not to let your imagination run wild because that is the beginning of f- fear, of anxiety, but if you discipline, it's a different thing. I want to I wanna tell you something. In 1999, in January, so it's 20-something years now, it was uh, um, Iraq, actually, launched in Israel 
many rockets. And in, in, in that day, because they were launching rockets in, in, the, in Israel, they, 13 people died. First day of war, you know, Iraq attacked uh, uh, Israel. 13 people died. And you know what's interesting? Only two of them died from the direct bombing. The rest of them, they died because they let their imagination run wild. Some of them died of a heart attack, of a stroke. Uh, some of them died of panic-related behavior because our mind is powerful. It can play tricks on us. That's why Paul said it so well, make every thought captive to Christ. It's also important what we focus on. I mean, it's, uh, you can focus, but focus on the wrong things. For example, you know, we returned from the States two weeks ago. And um, um, we returned in a very bad situation in Romania. So the virus was here. Uh, people were dying. We had to be quarantined for two weeks. So in a quarantine, it's like, um, you know, for Maltitsa and I, it was, it was very difficult. So you start watching things in the evening. And, and then she started watching um, uh, on some episodes on virus, viruses. Netflix has now everything. Uh, so you focus on, on, uh, on those things. And guess what? Fear cripples. You, you start, you know, it's really, you start getting very, very afraid of what's going to happen to you. Because you, you see the power of the virus, you see the multiplication, you see the implications, you see the reality, you see the craziness, you see all these things. And because you focus there, everything else, uh, especially your faith, starts dying. Uh, so focus is important. That's why planning, when you, when you wake up every day and you decide, because it's a decision, that instead of just going through the motions, you will plan your day. And that's what uh, uh, we're going to be learning, you know, uh, together. Because I may seem that I give you the impression that I know uh, a lot of this stuff. Somebody once said that the best way of learning is by teaching. So I thank Ron for pushing my limits to, to teach because he knows uh, once I'm teaching, I'm learning and I'm growing, and uh, hopefully I'm going to doing doing it too. Because uh, uh, information that doesn't mean we're going to do. Remember, number one problem of 20th century was not knowledge, was not strategy, was not money or resources. It was execution, and and we touched that in the past years execution and we, we look at the church it's always been the same problem is are we going to do are we going to fulfill what we believe are we going to do what we say we're going to do because that's what execution do we're going to do what we say we we will do and we're going to do what we say we believe we will do you know so it's it's very very important to have that mindset and to be people that are doers and people that understand that if we don't fulfill and if we don't do, we're just talkers. It's just a philosophy. So 
um, before I finish this session, I want to get to the first thing when you wake up in the morning and, um, and you, it's kind of, it's like you're making a journal and it's like making, because I don't like planning myself. I'm, think about it. I'm not the German and I'm not an American. I'm i I'm from Eastern Europe, Europe. I'm a Latin, which, uh, for us, there is no, you know, exact time. Everything is relative. Everything is just beautiful. It's all about this. And it's all about, you know, talking to people one hour on the phone about what nothing. And so I'm not, I'm for me to change was hard, a lot harder than, than for you as an Americans, because I was raised again and I, I was raised on the communist. I know what, what the empty shell mean, shell shelves means. I mean, I ra was raised in between empty shells. Uh, I, I risk my life by, by leaving this country illegally. And I risk uh, everything, again, include my life to, to cross borders. Um, I've been through a lot of storms. I've been through natural storms. Recently, I've been through a, through a storm that people die next to me. And, and I know what it means to go through crisis. And you have to keep your, you got, you got to do the same thing that actually you do when, when you don't have a storm, but because you, are, you have a mindset. The Bible calls it, um, uh, how do you, ah, I forgot that word, but I'll, it will come back to me. It's, uh, it's a wineskin. The Bible calls it the wineskin. It's once something hits, you have the wineskin, the new wine will be poured, and you will know what to do. So going back and um, keeping the clarity, hopefully clarity, is the first thing after we, you wake up is you taking your coffee. Unfortunately, you know, you, 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 I will not touch the subject of coffee because it's very sensitive to me. So I, I, I get very personal when, when I see people drinking a, a big cup of coffee that actually is water and has a flavor of coffee. So let's say you're waking up and you're having your tea with a coffee tea. And, and then you're sitting there and you are going to start your day. You do have to stop, know that he's God. Start with that in mind. Don't start your day just going through the motion. Stop, know that he's God. And, and then think of one, and that's, that's number one. Think of one promise you can get excited about it today. One promise, one Bible verse that gets you excited today. And I choose because, you know, my life is crazy. And um, I know you guys, uh, you know, in Teen Challenge in uh, Southern California, you're more relaxed. Ha, it's crazy. Your life is crazy. Is you start with, with uh, like I do... I, I cannot choose a Bible verse every day, but I choose it for one week. So I choose a Bible verse. I write it, you know, on, on a, uh, I, I usually write it on a, how do you call it? A note that sticks on things. And I write a Bible verse there that I read it for at least one week. But that Bible verse actually 
gets me excited is not just a Bible verse. It's one Bible verse that in my daily reading, my daily plan, uh, by plan reading, I go, th- I run into it and it jumps at me. And it jumps in a way that is unique. So I read the five chapters, but one Bible verse jumps at me and say, oh, I love you. And we just like hug and, and we have a relationship that is more, it's like I haven't seen you in a long time. It's so good to see you. And, and we're, you know, we're getting so excited about it. And we, we, we chat a little bit and, and we say, hey, I want to talk to you this week. It's so good that we reconnected. And he's so glad that I had run into you because I've been missing you. I didn't know that I would be missing you, but now I want to build a stronger relationship. You write that down, that Bible verse, and uh, that stays with you. You read it every day. You read one word at a time, but that should turn you, your spirit on in a powerful way because that is your report from the king not from the enemy and not from the circumstances so you wake up having one news one report from the king not from the situation and not from uh, the enemy and that in in times of peace and in times of crisis you should have the same um discipline or i wouldn't even call it discipline because i don't like the word again i'm latino we don't like the word discipline we we like the word uh we should have a relationship with you should wake up and say i want to have that bible verse that will i wake up and i get excited about it Uh, and and the the only thing worse than being blind is having sight but no vision and i will repeat this the only thing that is worse than being blind is having sight but not have vision. And uh, remember in the first session that we talk about it, it's like there is more. Um, when, when the young man, the servant of Elisha, exclaimed, Oh, master, uh, what shall we do? He said, the master said, don't worry about it. There are more on our side than on their side. And Elisha prayed, Oh God, open his eyes and let him see. And the eyes of a young man was, were open and he saw. What did he saw? A wonder. The old mountainside full of horses and chariots of fire surrounding Elisha. You know, we got to start our day with standing on his word. And... Um, we got to start memorizing his word every day. And think about it. In times of crisis, the Holy Spirit will bring up in your brain in, in an incredible, miraculous, supernatural way Bible verses for your close ones, for your team, for your students, for your family for everybody who you are surrounded with because that's what you you are filled with now you filled yourself because crises don't come too often i mean uh, praise god that storms don't come too often i mean when, when was last time when we had a virus like this 
I don't remember. Nobody remembers. Uh, Spanish uh, fever in the beginning of the 20th century. Uh, then it was like uh, 1400 uh, something. So it's not, they don't come too often, praise God. But when they come, they catch you, they get you to be prepared because your mind is filled with his word. Because every week you choose something, you wake up and the first thing that you did in the morning is you got excited about um, one Bible verse, one promise that God has made to you. And then you memorize that and you memorize it so well. And I remember, uh, I think it was, I think a couple of years ago, no, even more. I wake up, I, I, I did my, my Bible reading and I run into 2 Timothy 1.7. And uh, it was uh, uh, the Bible verse that says that, uh, 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 that God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but one of power, uh, love, and sound mind. You know, to be honest, at that time, I didn't need that Bible verse. But that day, that Bible verse kind of jumped at me and said, good morning. How are you doing, Catalina? Let me have a coffee with you. And, and we start, you know, kind of chatting. And I said, I want to spend this week with you. So I pulled it out. I wrote it down. I put it on the, on the inside of my cabinet, my, my uh, clothes cabinet, and in the car, uh, on my wallet. So for an entire week, I'm still reading this. And I'm reading even the order. For the first time in my life, I see power was first. Boom, breakthrough. Then it was love after the breakthrough. So the God didn't give us a spirit of fear. Okay, I kind of knew that. But then, then he starts telling us what God gives us. Gives us a spirit of power. So boom, breakthrough. Then a spirit of love. After the breakthrough, and it's the same in the challenge. We break through, we kind of break into their rooms. You know, we becoming, this is not possible. And then love. And then we love. And then we love. And then sound mind, which is wisdom, which is, um, you know, great advices from the Holy Spirit. Well, it took me an entire week to go through that Bible verse all the, over and over and over again to really get it so deep in my spirit that when the time of crisis came and people were calling me and they were desperate, like I didn't, I wasn't planning, like I didn't have a list of what, what, what Bible verses I should tell people. No, it came naturally. It came like, hey, uh, I want to say that the Lord didn't give you a spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and sound mind. And the word of God starts cutting and separating fear from faith. Starts separating stuff in their life. And they were like, oh, it was so good talking to you. I was like, praise God. But they had nothing to do with, to do with me because it was the Holy Spirit that spoke through my mouth in that moment. But it was because one day what I decided that I will get excited about one promise one of his promises, but one of his reports. And I will get my mind onto it every single day.
And so after I get excited about one promise, I do these things. So I write down the Bible verse. Now, if I write it, it's going to be written down for, for the entire week, maybe sometimes two weeks. But I tell you, every morning I wake up, I read that Bible verse, and I get excited. The, the day I don't get excited, I will change that. I will like, this is enough. This is good. I don't want to reheat the food. God doesn't like microwave food. Mm -hmm. And I love that he doesn't microwave wood, uh, food because I love I love fresh food. And, and it's just like, uh, then I change it. But then what I do, another thing, uh, and again, it's not, it's not another, um, is we st still on, on getting one promise I, I can get excited about today. Uh, on, on still on that chapter. But one under that chapter, I take, I start praying for people um, by their name. Um, I don't pray for, oh Lord, today I pray for the staff at Team Challenge or for my team or for this. I pray specifically for people and name names. And um, it's very important to do that. And if you, uh, it becomes, it's amazing what God does with that. Uh, another thing I do is I pray exactly for the amount of, amounts of money we need um it's a it's it's shocking because see what in time of in times of prosperity we think we get financed because of times of prosperity no we do not we get financed because what god initiates he finances and he takes care of his ministry. But we, what happens, my, my, one of my, what builds my faith is when I pray for specific things. For example, uh, this crisis hit. And we've been in this crisis in Romania for the last uh, uh, one month and a half, earlier than you did. Um, so I st we, were, we decided that we will do... Um, um, uh, they call it like a, a gym. So we decided that we will build a gym. And in, in the gym, uh, we did them, our math and the budget. And we realized we need $5,000 uh, to do a gym. You know, you, it's hard to fundraise for a gym. Please help us. You know, we need a gym, a team challenge. Uh, people are dying in the world. People, you know, children are starving. Would you please help us get a gym? I will never do that. I'm sorry. That's not common sense. Unless God speaks to you, they, you will tell to a certain person about the gym. But um, other than that, you're not going to write a newsletter about building a gym. I didn't. And uh, you can do it. But uh, I find that a little insulting. Uh, although we need a gym, and gym, especially in times of crisis, imagine a teen challenge center having an incredible gym. You are the you are like like the best thing in town. We have an incredible gym. People that are you know healthy in in the same community going to gym a couple of hours every day. Music and so we start praying 
for a certain amount of money. Uh, I tell you, without me telling to anybody, let's see, one couple, uh, a week ago, not even a couple of weeks ago, about 10 days ago, I received an email from somebody. He said, hey, uh, you've been writing to me in September. I think September or October I wrote to him. And uh, I wanna, I wanna help. I wanna, I wanna give it to a project. And he wrote, he sent me the amount of money. And the amount of money, it was the amount of money we needed to, to build a gym, which we already started because we already start by faith, and we already celebrated. We're gonna have it. Actually, what we did when I say we started, we tear down some offices. That's what you do at Teen Challenge Romania. No more offices gyms and this is how you're going to have a powerful program <laughs> so we we tear down some offices we start building the uh no, not even build because we didn't have the money to build we tear down the offices, and in this process i'm receiving this news that we're gonna have enough money to finish the the um the the gym and i didn't plan on showing you this but i hope i can i can show you now it's absolutely brilliant. I mean, it's it's right now the gym is it's. Oh, let me see. I hope I can. Uh, I can show it to you because it's it's worth seeing it. And um, this is what the gym looks like today. You know, two large rooms being transformed and um, just an amazing, absolutely an amazing. Uh, I mean, I will. Oh, sorry, my technology is not, I'm not that good. But the gym looks incredible. What I'm saying this, you start praying specifically in times of priest, in times of crisis, when people stop giving. Guess what? You'll be shocked. You'll be like, no way we receive this money. In times of crisis, we receive this money for the gym. And actually, in the meantime, because we have a specific list that we pray for, and when I say specific, is I, I write specific projects, specific money, the day we write, the date we, when we start praying, and then I write the date when we receive things. And it's amazing that we you know we in the meantime we had a uh, received money like right now in six weeks received money for a greenhouse. Um, we received money to um, buy food that is worth three months because I wanted to have three months of food for our staff and our students. So we, we all secured a three month food food bank, and uh, we did we needed to change all the tires of our cars and all these things. So we now have everything. So it's amazing. Pray for people, specifically name the people, pray for specific money, uh, and then pray for specific situations. It's also important that when something comes in our lives, we start praying specifically for situations. So um, for example, the, uh, as I was, actually, I will, I will get this in my next, uh, in my next teaching. But so, uh, let's finish with this. Keep it short. Unfortunately, it's kind of a longer coffee today. 
not unfortunately, sometimes longer coffee seems a good thing. But um, uh, I think it's enough for now. Uh, what I want to, what I want to kind of sum it up with, and um, let me see if I keep, uh, if I keep seeing this, is plan, planning, uh, plan before you need to plan. Do what you have to do before you need to do what you have to do. That's the first principle. And then when you wake up every day, wake up with uh, um, one promise that gets you excited today. And then um, we'll have some other things to continue with. God bless you guys. Thanks for tuning in today. We really appreciate you choosing the Teen Challenge of Southern California podcast. If you haven't subscribed yet, do it today. It's easy. Go to wherever you get your podcasts, click on our icon and hit subscribe. A new podcast filled with godly encouragement, spiritual instruction, and teaching comes out every Tuesday. We know there's a lot of podcasts out there, and we're so grateful that you chose our podcast today. Be encouraged.